Live from beneath the Student Center at the University of Windsor, you're listening to CJM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Yo, what up, everybody? You're listening to CJM Radio 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. This is Wind City Sports, June 30th, 2016. We've got another packed edition of Wind City Sports here. Uh, last week, we were joined by my brother, Darren Moore of Central Combat Sports, and he will be back once again here on the program. First, we're going to hear from Windsor Clipper Lacrosse Assistant Captains Josh Juvenville and Andrew Garrett. Did a quick little interview with him. Uh, last week leading up into the playoffs. We'll talk more about the playoffs after we hear from them. Following that, we're going to get back into a little conversation with my brother Darren about the sale of UFC. And then, of course, run down some local news and upcoming events. But now it's Clippers lacrosse time. Okay, today I am joined by two Windsor Clipper players, both assistant captains Andrew Garrett and Josh Juvenville. Boys, thank you for joining me. Thank yeah, you for thanks for having us. us. Okay, so we want to talk a little bit about yourselves. Um, how did you guys get into lacrosse? Your parents just signed you up? Is it something you've seen that you liked? Or give us a little background. Um, I actually started when I was three years old. My dad just got me in and then pretty much right from there, I just, just stayed with it. And then, I don't know, after you're playing for so long, you kind of just love it. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Josh? Yeah, yeah it's funny. Uh, me and Andrew went to school together. For her whole life, pretty much. Yeah. Both from Windsor. Or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he he started playing before me. He kind of he kind of told me about it. I, I was a little interested. He he said we there was doing these little like uh, like little camps kind of yep. things. He said uh, come try it out. So I came out one time and I liked it. Really, really got into it. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, a lot of people use it to get some uh, get you better at hockey. You know, a lot of people play in the off season. Yeah. I used to play hockey. I played house league hockey. And I play a little lacrosse. So you never—I don't really know where um, a lot of lacrosse players come from. You figure a lot of hockey players—they just grow up loving hockey, right? So they go for that. So I just wanted to get a little background on you guys. Did you guys play any other sports at all? Or yeah, I played hockey growing hockey? up too. I just played just lacrosse. I played. That was like my number one sport. I kind of played just high school sports like football and cross country and stuff okay. like that. But I'm glad you mentioned that because I always thought that high school teams should have lacrosse teams. Yeah, we we were trying to trying to rally for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember my first day of grade nine, gym class teacher explains the whole whatever. You guys have any questions? I raise my hand. Is there a lacrosse team? Everyone starts cracking up. No, I'm like, oh. I want to play lacrosse, dude. Yeah. yeah, like come on. All the high schools up north have it. Do they? Near yeah, Toronto, Toronto and State, that. yeah. That's great. Uh, they should. I mean, um, like I want to talk a little about uh, lacrosse in Canada and just in general. It's not as big as I think it should be. You know, it's not as popular. 
Yeah, it's it's not it's not a really old sport. Well, I mean, it is, but it's our national sport, and yeah. it's a great sport. Like it hasn't been a, a pro sport for for too long, like hockey no? or. Are you familiar with how long the NHL has been around? Uh, I don't even know. No, I'm not. I'm not no. too sure. That's what I mean. Years? Like, I don't yeah. even know. That could be even more. I don't even know. Okay, yeah, I just you don't see it a lot on like TSN and or anything, you know. And I went to a, a rocking. I noticed you're wearing your shorts about back in March, and I'm like. Why isn't there more people here? Yeah. Why why don't you yeah. see this? It's awesome. Yeah. It's great. It's great outing just like any other sport, you know? Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to be a little more. Yeah, it it is growing a bit, but I don't know. I'd say probably not our generation for sure, but no. it will grow. I'd say it would be like I don't they don't get paid enough the professional players. For sure. I think you should be able to live off of any professional sport. You work as hard as any other pro athlete and I just think they should be rewarded for that. Yeah, for that's sure. a good point. Since it's such a smaller company, yeah. you, you got to have money to yeah. pay your players, exactly. right? Um, yeah, do you guys plan on going pro at all, or is that a dream of yours? Yeah, it's definitely the, the, the end goal for, yeah. for any junior player, I guess. You're definitely playing for fun, but uh, to go pro is, is it's one the dream, thing. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you got to love the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have lots of fun. Um, both young guys, how old are you guys? 1920. 1920, yeah, you get so much time but i don't really know the process of how you get from let's say minor to junior b to pro can you explain that a little bit is there a drafting process try out just for the junior b just because we're just a local team just Mm -hmm. our minor anyone can go try out for the for our team okay as after you age i think it's ages 16 to 21 so anyone from that age can come out but in junior a they have like a draft and everything every year but Junior A is kind of like yeah. kind of like the OHL. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but we only have the Junior B. Yeah, team, so we don't have a Junior A yeah, team here. Our right. closest Junior A team, I think, would be Burlington. So okay, so most guys in Windsor stay here and play play here, and you can get drafted then all from Junior B straight from there. So okay. it's either the Junior A or Junior B, and then you can go to straight from the NL and they have a draft for that too. Okay, so. yeah, I, I, sh- I should figure that the NL has a draft. Yeah, just wasn't sure of the process because mm-hmm. I'm more familiar with hockey. So I thought I'd ask you guys. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this previous season. You guys had a very good season, finishing second in the Western Conference mm-hmm. and clinching the Far West Division title. Yep. Yeah. Can you just give us a little background on how this season went? How do you guys feel about it? Um, overall, yeah. it, was a, it was a pretty good season. I yeah. can't complain about it for sure, taking second place. And, you know, our offense generated a lot this year. Our defense was always as strong like the last three or four years. And nothing to complain, but really, the last three years I've been on the team, we get knocked out second round, so we won't know until yeah, looking to go forward in the playoffs. Yeah, just get, make it farther than that would would be good. Okay, and the playoffs start this Saturday, you said, right? Yep, Saturday versus uh, Alora at seven at Force Glade. At Force Glade, yeah. starting at home. Yeah. Would you have any advice for someone who uh, plays minor league and maybe is looking to play on the Clippers one day in the future? trying to get to where you guys might be yeah i mean just like everyone else playing junior you got to work hard uh stay dedicated keep working on your uh on your skills mostly on your weaknesses um just i don't know come out and watch us and see see if you can handle it i guess Mm -hmm. it's a very physical sport yeah yeah i mean like i said i only played one year and i was getting my kicked so (laughs) jesus 12 years old yeah, I loved hockey though, and I was told by it really translates into hockey. Mm-hmm. Five on five sport, just like hockey, basketball. 
and it's super fast paced. Yeah, super fast paced. Yeah, you got to be in real good shape to play. I'd mm-hmm. say, and and it is really physical. I think it's a lot more physical than football I, and hockey. I was so. gonna say, I think it's the most physical sport. Yeah, this guy's falling off. He owes everyone a beer now. Yeah, is listening. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like honestly, I, lacrosse players are probably the toughest athletes. Yeah, I mean, you're going home every night bruised, mm-hmm. battered up. Uh, feeling sore, you're gonna be you're gonna be needing some ice at home for sure. Yeah, yeah you're sure. getting cross check left and right. It's like it's the only sport that that's normal. Yeah, you can actually cross check. Yeah, yeah, to whack each other with mm-hmm. metal objects, right? Besides so pro wrestling, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing with hockey players coming in. They like playing lacrosse, where they yeah. can swing their sticks around a little bit instead of keeping them down on the ice. Have you guys had a lot of support this year from the fans? A lot of people showing up, or yeah, yeah. The the fan base is getting bigger every year. I can mm-hmm. see. I it. noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, I used to go. Uh, it used to be AKO Fratman, right? Yeah. And then they changed the team or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember going when I was a kid, and it was huge in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the place was packed at Forest Glade. I think yeah. it's rank B, yeah. the farthest one. The place was just packed yeah, all the always. time. There was, uh, I think it was, it was two years ago. Two years ago. There yeah. was, uh, it was an elimination game between us and Wallsburg, and uh, there was no, there's no spot to seat no. or to sit. Yeah. 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 People were sitting on the stairs. The whole glass was filled all the way around. It That's great. Easily our biggest crowd. It makes a good atmosphere, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you're playing in that, then it's it's like performing in front of a crowd, like at a concert For or something. Sure. You're like, mm-hmm. you just get that adrenaline rush. You just want to go at it. Um, I actually have some buddies from Wallsburg, and they talk highly about their team. Every time, yeah. Every time they're like, "Oh, this guy's from Windsor," I'm like, eh, "Just look at the stats. That's all. Yeah. That's all." Yeah, they don't really like us too much. Yeah. yeah. That's why we beat them the last three or four years in in our division, so they can talk all they want. That's <laughs> what all I can say. Just scrubs. So, what positions do you guys play? Uh, we we both play a little bit of both. I, I play mostly defense. He plays mostly, mostly offense. offense. Yeah. But do they set you guys at a certain position, or is it kind of freelance? Uh, growing up in minor, you're all, you're always playing both ways. You can't play okay. strictly defense or strictly offense. So okay, you you grow up with skills on both sides of the floor. And then once you get to junior age, they kind of they kind of uh, separate the guys a little bit. Maybe see what you're best at. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to have both aspects of the game, right? Yeah. Like I said, I only played uh, house league hockey, and I only played forward, left wing. In the last couple of years, they started changing it up, and I didn't know how to like do face offs and stuff. Yeah. And it's like something that should be simple, but it's like I wish I would have uh, dipped into other stuff. Like never played goalie. I was horrible yeah. at it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. And yet alone a lacrosse goalie. When I played lacrosse, everyone had to take a turn, take a turn to be, to be a goalie. Yeah. yeah, and it was like a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know how they do that. but I know. Goalies are, are a special breed. Yeah, They for are. Sure. They're brave. It's crazy. Are you guys into field lacrosse at all? Or? Um, I'm not much of, of a fan of it. I'm not super familiar with we it. We played it before. We yeah. had a Windsor team, and we played up in Toronto and some American teams. But I just... I don't like it as much. There's just a lot of open space, and it's might be mm-hmm. better at it, but I well, don't know. They're not. It's not as physical for sure. Yeah, unless you're a goalie, right? Because they don't wear any pads. They don't wear nothing. So yeah. that's the, even crazy. Do. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't know. People I can do that. that. They wear less than the than the players. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, just in that. Shorts, shoes, mm-hmm. <laughs> your uh, your stick. But uh, if you if you're looking to go to school in the states and play lacrosse, you're you're gonna be playing field. Yeah. There's no. No yeah, field lacrosse, lacrosse yeah. and hockey is bigger over there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think AKO Fratman used to have a field lacrosse team, if I'm not mistaken, but it was 
very under the radar. Yeah, and, like I've I don't know what their name the name was called, but they did have a field team for like that mm-hmm. age group. I do remember. All right, guys. Well, this is a good little interview. Um, what can you tell the fans about the playoffs? You're gonna see some uh, some high paced, intense, real physical lacrosse for sure. Yeah. Hopefully, um, our offense can generate a lot of goals, and our defense can stop them. So hopefully, we make a good run this year, and you know that's been the goal from the start. So, you know, we don't expect anything less than that. All right. Well, I thank you for taking the time to do this with me, and all the best in the future. Go Clippers. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks to Josh and Andrew for joining me here in the studio. Couldn't be more grateful for them taking the time to come and do this little interview. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their playoffs and uh, what's going on with the Windsor Clippers at the end of the show. Um, they will be back at Force Glade this Saturday. For now, I got a quick message from our sponsor, and then me and Darren will be back talking the potential sale of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. The Green Bean Cafe is Windsor's independent cafe specializing in fair trade, organic, and premium coffee products. Along with our delicious coffee, we serve other great food and drinks like tea, fresh baked goods, sandwiches, and more. Visit us on the lower level of 2320 Wyandotte Street, across from the new engineering building. Summer hours are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Get more information at greenbeancoffee.ca. We're back here on Wind City Sports, CJAM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. We have Darren Demora back once again. What Darren, up? Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, so hopefully you're not really a special guest. Hopefully you'll be a recurring guest here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, big time. After this, uh, Joe Rogan's going to be calling you to be on his podcast. <laughs> uh, no. The dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> Darren, tell me what you know about the sale of USC. I mean, it's out there in the news, but I've only read so much and, you know, in, in the media. What, what, what are you going to believe? You know what I mean? So tell me what you know and we'll... It's, we'll hard, it's hard to, it's hard to, to know what to believe. Yeah, but yeah. I, I read that uh, it was sold for like 2.4... Mm-hmm. Uh, 4.2. 4.2, 4.2, yeah. 4.2. And that was the rumor leading up to it like a couple weeks ago too. So that's why yeah. I kind of believe that part. Apparently of it. there was... Like bids, right? And oh, of course. a bunch of different companies bid on it, and they took the 4.2 bid, and uh, it came out that they got sold. But Dana White would still be in charge somehow. I read that the Fertitta brothers, uh, Dana White, and, and there might—I don't know if Joe Silva, how much he's in there. He's just a matchmaker. Okay, so it is at least those three. Maybe they mentioned another name. He said that they sold 100% of their shares. I forget the wording, but basically saying that they're still like still have their jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. It said that they sold their shares in order to, like, basically keep their jobs, which I, I didn't really understand, and I just read it really yeah. quickly last night, so it was like, eh. But anyway, go on. Yeah, what, what do you the, I, I think, and the UFC denied this, so I think they're looking to expand rather than completely sell the company. So I don't really know what to believe with, you know, Dana White's, you know, opinion on it or, or what the UFC is saying about it, but... Because there's a bunch of different sources. You know. yeah. I think a couple of weeks back when like the rumors came out, he like denied it and then said, no, we're working on yeah. it. And it denied it. It's like the Conor and McGregor thing. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. And th- there's a lot of that with the UFC. It's like, it's yeah. it's a corrupt, uh, it's a little bit of a corrupt business. Yeah. Right? The Fertitta brothers aren't always, let's just say they're not. Uh, they're questionable. They're questionable. <laughs> they're very questionable. They own a lot of casinos and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're questionable. But uh, so what I think the UFC is trying to, uh, I think the Fertitta Bros and the Dana White are trying to do is expand, right? Because they want to expand, like, into China and, and these other places. And I think they're looking to sell percentages of the company. 
but it has to be in you know their terms of where they still have control. Because if they lose all this control, like if Dana White loses all the power that he has, and let's be honest, people can say what they want about Dana White, but he's he's made our sport what it is. He's this is gonna sound weird to you, but he's like the Vince McMahon. He's our Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? Because Vince McMahon didn't create pro wrestling, but he created what you know. Yeah, exactly. He created what you know. If, exactly. if you know anything. And people that don't know anything, they know who Hulk Hogan and John Cena are. Yeah. People and know who GSP and yeah. Anderson Silva are. Yeah, exactly. Rather if they watch it or not. It's it's tough. It's it's yeah, sketchy. I, you know? know what? It would suck, man. It would suck because if they put like they put all this work like you gotta remember like UFC like Fatita Brothers, they bought the company when it was bankrupt. It was no money was being made. They were losing tons of money. And they built it from, you know, a non profitable organization is the biggest spectacle in the world fastest growing sport in the world so for them to just completely sell it someone else is running it some japanese dude and everything gets changed and different rules and there's different venues and all this other crap it would suck to see all that hard work just go to nothing you know what i mean and who knows who knows gonna stay who knows is gonna go like Joe Rogan said he'd leave. He's a great commentator, man. Yeah. He's, he's honestly, he's very smart. He's a goof, but he's very, <laughs> like, he's he's a very uh, intelligent commentator. Like, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And it would suck to see, like, the UFC get owned by, you know, a bunch of goofs that don't, don't know anything about yeah, about of, fighting. You know, corporate yeah. kind of thing where where that would be more important than martial arts. Exactly. Point it's of it, you know. And it, you know, to be honest, man, it's already getting into this limelight stage of you know where it's which is only becoming about the superstar and not about the best fighter okay. and the most marketable guy i'm a huge wrestling fan so casual co- casual quote-unquote casual mma fan like i watch ufc i don't not die hard watch it and then you're the opposite like you're you're a huge wrestling fan but not as big as mma yeah. you know what i mean yeah so like my uh knowledge on mma is like the same as yours in wrestling in a way yeah and and vice versa I think that Dana White puts all his faith and money and stuff into guys like Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, just two examples. Then when they lose, his hands go in the air. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. What I do mean, you think? A hundred percent. He puts all his all his balls in one court. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I say this to you before. It's it's not the ultimate fighting championship anymore. It's the ultimate marketing championship. You know what I mean? That's why you know Conor McGregor gets a rematch with. Nate Diaz at the snap of a finger and, you know, all, all these other guys are having so much power, so much control. It's because of the marketing. And I read something online the other day. Donald Cerrone uh, uh, recently fought in the UFC. Yep. Great fighter. He's He's been on huge fight win streaks. I like Donald Cerrone. Great fighter. And, and people are excited to watch him. People tune in to watch him. But he complained about his pay recently, and uh, Dana White said, like, came out with a statement, uh, Don Cerrone's never held a world title. Why would he? How much money does he expect to make? And I, I was thinking about like he's given a title shot. Like has he has. Had, oh, he has. Okay, he has, and he's come up short. But I mean, uh, he's still an exciting fighter, man. It's the ultimate fighting championship. It's not, you know, the ultimate popularity contest. You want to see the best fighter. Who is the best fighter? You know what happens when two, you know, bad dudes face off each other against each other that are good fighters. And that's the biggest difference between WWE and UFC. Because as much as you might not like it or anyone listening, they're very similar uh, business models. A hundred percent. Like you said. Especially the UFC and WWE. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Them two in particular, not necessarily pro wrestling and MMA. But like you said, it's the, the ultimate marketing championship. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. First and it's foremost, easier to do it the other way. That's the thing. So the difference is WWE has the ability to make whoever they want win. 
if Dana White wanted Conor McGregor to win and he loses, what do you ha- what happens next? You know what I mean? Yeah. If Vince McMahon wants John Cena to be that guy. Snap Boom, a finger, he's, he's that, that guy. guy. And he's been that way for years. Oh, you know Roman what I mean? Reigns. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. Like, it's, it's becoming that... It's becoming WWE, which it kind of sucks because you want you like them both for for different for reasons. what they are, right? WWE's the WWE's the entertainment side where uh-huh. story you got stories involved and you got there's you stories know. involved in UFC though. Yeah, hundred percent, and is. and they need that. And fighters need that for that's people. The marketing. To, yeah, they need that to turn for people to tune in and be invested in their fight and you know and, and watch them fight, and buy tickets, and buy, buy tickets, pay per view, yeah. and all that makes a, a guy a bigger star, but. I, I, as a purist, man, I just I like to see I just like to see martial arts. I to be honest, I I don't care about who's the biggest star, who's the who, you know who's the who has the best story. All that stuff is great and it adds to what the UFC is and what MMA is. But at the end of the day, I, like I'm like I said, I'm a purist. I just want to see pure fighting. I want to see what happens and and closest to a real life situation when two of the baddest guys in the world face off. That's the most exciting thing to me. But again, I understand like people that are casual fans, which are making the UFC money, you know, a lot of its money, they have to have something else. They have to have that, you know, that that treat, that treat that is involved like, in like there. Like Brock Lesnar or something. Like Brock Lesnar. That's always there no matter what. Yeah. Brock Lesnar can lose, but if he's on the card. Boom. Everyone's watching. It's like UFC 200. Everyone's yeah, watching. Yeah. It's the same thing when, like, rest in peace, Kimbo. But when Kimbo and, and Dada fought and Bellator, but in Hoyce Gracie and Frank Shamrock fought yeah. on the same night. It's a freak show. It's a freak show card. It's a freak show card. But at the end of the day, I I tuned in to watch it. I want to see what's going to happen. It's like a backyard fight. Yeah, man. Dada and... uh, It really was. It was. It really was. No disrespect to either fighter. No, no. I mean... I mean, anyone that steps in there, you can only have respect for them, right? Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly, but... Yeah, man, I don't know. I just... I like to see, personally, and it's a catch-22 because, personally, I like to see... Um, I like to see the treat the fighters better. Fighter pay should should go up for, and it should be a certain amount that fighters are getting paid. It shouldn't be, you know, all this extra marketing stuff they're getting pay per view buys. Oh, that's gonna happen anyway for the bigger stars. But these guys are putting their health, their life in the line, man. When they step into that cage, so you gotta respect the fighters more. You gotta, you know, give them more avenues for for things, other things to do rather than just fighting. Is everyone's time's gonna come, and there should be more fairness, but. Be- between fighters and not just you know the big star and whatever you know what i mean like coach jones of the windsor express said when he was here their their players this is their job and this is how they provide for their families yeah man just like pro wrestling just like mma just like Mm -hmm. ufc more specifically because it's so big you gotta put so much time into a fight these guys aren't going to sobeys and you know stocking shelves and like you know to make more money because hey they are getting paid a lot but they're not getting paid what at least in your opinion, and I agree with you, what they should be paying for what they're doing. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. And we're talking about the UFC. You got to think underneath the UFC. Underneath the UFC is not a, a secure place to fight, man. Like all these other organizations, guys are having full, full-time full jobs. Most most guys are having full-time jobs on top of this and just trying to provide the family. And all the grueling training and fighting and, you know, all that stuff just add on top of their everyday life. They have kids and it, and MMA is in this weird spot because it's only what uh, MMA is only twenty three years old. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, and basketball is, is you know it's been around forever. Yeah. And all these other professional sports, you, like MMA is the only professional sport that is like this, as in a weird like 
quagmire stage. You know what I mean? Where it's things aren't right, and there's things that are still gonna change. Giggity giggity. Hundred percent. There's gonna be things different from like if you look at MMA ten years ago, right? Look look at fights from ten years ago, two thousand six. The the game has changed just watching the fights so so much. There's so many different techniques guys are using and different methods of training and and you know strategy and it, it's it's a continually evolving game and I, I honestly don't think we've seen uh even the start of it okay i hope you guys all like that little combo with me and my brother darren about the potential sale of ufc uh, he's going to be back on the show a lot we had a nice long conversation last time he's in the studio and he'll be back for another episode sometime soon uh not too sure when that will come out but stay tuned for now, I'm going to get into some upcoming events and local news. First, I want to talk a little MMA and wrestling. First off, local pro wrestler Tyson Dukes will perform in the WWE Cruiserweight Classic Tournament. Started filming last week at uh, Winter Park, Florida. He will be joining wrestlers from all around the world, 205 pounds or under, to compete in this tournament. The winner possibly receiving a WWE contract. All other participants are being closely looked at as they are looking to, for new signings for NXT in the main roster as the upcoming brand split approaches. The tournament itself, though, consists of mostly non-WWE wrestlers. Tyson Dukes is the only Canadian. In MMA, local MMA fighter Ronda Marcos picked up a win at UFC 89, June 18th, in Ottawa, Ontario. Unanimous decision after three five-minute rounds. In an article on tsn.ca, she talks about moving back to Windsor to train with Michigan top team across the border. She also spoke about the event on the 18th. She said, it was amazing. It was so welcoming while I was fighting, hearing the entire crowd cheering my name. I've never heard that before. Marcos is looking to fight on the UFC Vancouver show. That's UFC Fight Night, August 27th. In local soccer news, announced two weeks ago, Windsor Stars Soccer has officially partners with, with the Toronto FC of Major League Soccer. The partnership will see coaches coming to Windsor to provide professional coaching at the youth level. They will now be known as Windsor TFC Stars as part of their agreement. Even unveiling a new logo two weeks ago. They have four more games left in July and then hopefully moving on to the playoffs. Quick note about Lancer football news. Uh, new coaching staff has been added to the Windsor Lancers football team. Joe Brannigan will take over the defensive squad and Chris Clement will coach the running backs and run the recruiting duties. So welcome aboard, boys. In hockey news, the Windsor Spitfires have produced three first-round draft picks this year in the NHL draft. Mikhail Sergachev was picked number 9 by Montreal Canadiens, Logan Brown number 11 to the Ottawa Senators, Logan Stanley number 18 to the Winnipeg Jets, all three of them going to Canadian teams, so congratulations to all. We'll likely see uh, most of them back for the Memorial Cup this year unless they are offered a contract, but regardless, they deserve all the recognition. Uh, there was even a little section of the crowd at the draft who were wearing Windsor Spitfire jerseys and waving flags. Now we'll move on to lacrosse as we heard from Josh Jubenville and Andrew Garrett earlier today. They are now tied with the Alora Mohawks 1-1 one one in the first round of the playoffs. Best of five series. They'll be looking to pick up a win in Game 3 this Saturday at Forest Glade Arena at 7 p.m. Uh, they lost to the Mohawks 8-7 to this last Sunday and previously had beat them 11-10, to two very close games. It was going to be a very interesting series. That's uh, this Saturday, July 2nd at Forest Glade Arena, 7 p.m., Game 3. That's pretty much all the news we have for today, so I'm going to start wrapping things up. I just want to mention some future guests. 
Uh, to join Darren Demore, we have some more Demores. Joe Demore, no relation, will be joining us of the Windsor Lancers football. Scott Demore of Border City Wrestling will hopefully be joining us uh, leading up to the BCW Heat Wave. Coach Peter Zaran of Central Combat Sports, uh, Darren and mine's coach. Frank Janay of Windsor University Athletics. Norm Rivard of Kihon Karate. Cam Shortos of Sarnia Imperials. And Mac Young of Sarnia AAA Hockey. So that's going to wrap things up today, folks. I want you to check us out on the Facebook. That's Wind City Sports. On Twitter, at CJAM Sport. And listen on demand. If you go to cjam.ca, go to programming, click Thursday, and find our slot between 8 and 8.30. Click on that, and we'll have all the archive shows. And check out some other shows on CJAM. There's a lot of cool stuff here, folks. If that process isn't working for you, I have just started up a SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Sports, And, of course, we are here every Thursday live at 8 p.m. on 99.1 CJAM FM.